I'm so humbled <laughs> to be with you all tonight. I'm so excited. Usually, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I tend to get nervous before I preach, but tonight I'm just really excited to, to tell you and do everything that the Holy Spirit has placed in my heart to do. Amen? So, how many of you guys have been with us um, in this month, the last Fridays, and have heard my husband speak about service? That's good. If you haven't heard my husband, you could get the preachings. I encourage you to get the preachings. You go to YouTube, Remnant, R-M-N-T, Y-T-H, subscribe if you're not following us. You're able to hear every single preaching that we do on Friday nights there. Um, And I just feel so humble that I get to close this series of service. Um, Service to me is something that's so dear to my heart. It's who I am. It's why I'm here. It's how I have everything I have and, you know, everything that I have and that God has blessed me with has been a product of service. So I feel so humbled to be closing this series. And if you haven't been here for the last Fridays, if I could sum up everything that my husband has been teaching and everything that he's been sharing with you, I pray that just this phrase alone would just penetrate your heart. And that is that Your greatness will never surpass the level of your service. Let me say it again. Your greatness will never go above the level of your service. If you want to be great, you must serve. There's no, well, what if I do this and what if I do that? Hold on, guys, I got stuck here. There's no way of going around it. Jesus said very clearly in the Bible, he said, if you want to be great in my kingdom, then you must what? Serve. So there's no going around it. There's no, you know, well, how how about if I do this or how about if I do that, pastora? If you want to be great, you have to serve. And tonight's message, we titled it, Leading Like a Legend. How many of you guys want to be legends? Do you guys want to be mediocres or do you want to be legends? All of us, all of you, me, myself, you, doesn't matter the race. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your upbringing. It doesn't matter your gender, if you're female, if you're male. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter who you are. You were born with a natural desire to do great things. In everything that you do, you were born with that natural desire to be great. You don't, you know, you don't do a, a tournament and say, I want to be the loser. I want to lose the tournament. You don't say, oh, I want to get straight Fs. No, there's a natural God-given desire in us to excel, and not just to excel, but to be the, great, the greatest in everything that we do. Amen? So if there is a natural desire in us, a natural God-given desire that we all have. How many of you guys have that natural desire in, in anything? Whether it's in school, whether it's in your career, whether it's in your call, whether it's in your family. How many of you guys want to do great things in life? Amen. So do I. We all have that desire. So if we all have this God-given desire to do great and to be great. Can I then tell you, we have all this, if we have this desire that's God-given, and the Bible says that if you want to be great, you have to serve. Can I then tell you that we have a natural desire we were created to serve? 
Why? Because if greatness is a byproduct, or the Bible says if you want to great, be great, you have to what? So this desire of greatness only comes because we were created to serve. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I was created to serve. So all of us have this God-given natural desire to be great. Meaning we all, all of us, when we were created, we were created with a purpose. And that purpose is tied to service. And we could go to Matthew 20, 26. I have 20 minutes and I promise I'm going to do this in 20 minutes because we have a lot to say. Pastor, I believe in you. You could do this in 20 minutes. Okay. No, 20, 20. So if we could turn to Matthew 20, 26. It says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your There's another version that says must serve. Does it say maybe you could serve? Does it say if you want to, you could serve? Does it say no, if you do something else? What does it say? You must. must. Say with me, must. must. If you want to be great in your family, in your neighborhood, in your school, in your car, in your career, in life, you must serve. So... Galatians 5, don't, you don't have to go there, but if the screens could go there. Galatians 5.13 says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Meaning, the moment that we got saved, the moment that we got delivered, Jesus says, you were delivered and you were saved. You were bought into liberty in me so that you can serve. A lot of us are wondering, well, what am I called to do? And I, and I want to do this and I want to do that. And yet you forget that your number one calling is to serve. Serve. You want to be great? You want to get to be this and be that? Serve. Say with me, serve. serve. So serving is a requirement in the kingdom of God. How many of you consider, you got, consider yourselves sons and daughters of God? Do you consider that you abide in the kingdom or that you're a citizen of the kingdom of God? Well, if you consider yourself to be a citizen or a son or a daughter of the kingdom of God, it's a requirement to serve. It's not an option. I didn't say it's an option. I didn't say you you can do it and if you don't, it's okay. No, it's a requirement for you to serve in the kingdom of God. And the biggest lie that the enemy will tell you You don't have to serve. But what you don't understand is that the Bible is very clear. It says that the devil is the prince of the heirs. Meaning that here, earth. He's the prince of this earth. If you're not serving Jesus and if you're not serving the kingdom, you're serving Satan. Meaning whether you want to or not, you're serving someone. Now, are you serving God? Are you serving his kingdom? Or are you serving the prince of the heirs? Because you fall into one of these categories. And today, the, the main thing that I want to impregnate in your heart, in your soul, is that you would define what kingdom do you want to serve? Do you want to serve the kingdom of God? Or do you want to serve Satan? And you could say, no, I don't want to serve either or. You'll end up serving one or the other. There's no choosing. There's no gray in God. It's black and white. You either serve God or you serve Satan. You either serve the kingdom or you serve rebellion. So you will have to choose. And tonight, 
I pray that you choose correctly. Amen. So serving is a requirement in the kingdom of God. Matthew 4.10 says, you shall worship the Lord only and you shall serve. You shall serve him who? Only. So being in the kingdom of God through Matthew 4.10, we can read really clearly that it says, you have to serve God. There's no option. The world is very good in giving you options. And Satan is very good in giving you this lie and painting you this picture and giving you this deception. And it's the biggest deception that you think that you could do great things without service, without serving God. Without God or without service in God or serving God, you can't succeed in anything that you do. And you might get a painted picture. Oh, Pastora, but I see celebrities and they're succeeding. And I see millionaires and they're succeeding. There will come a day where there will be a fall. I said there will come a day where there will be a fall. The devil is very, very good in telling you, you don't have to serve. Serve me. I'll give you riches. I'll give you fame. I'll give you this. But, guys, the same way that there was a fall for Satan... If you don't choose to serve God, trust me, Satan can paint you the biggest picture he wants. But there comes a day where there will be a fall. Serving the kingdom of God is an eternal investment. Say with me, eternal investment. So tonight we get to choose. Do you want to invest in something eternal? Or do you want to invest in something that eventually will fall, will fail? It's not, well, no, but I want money and I want riches. And that's great. But are you going to do it through God's kingdom? Or are you going to do it through the picture that Satan tells you? And a lot of us are, well, I'm not serving, but I love God. No. You don't. It's a deception. Because if you love God, if you truly say, God, I'm so grateful for, for delivering me for setting me free, trust me out of yourself, out of this natural desire, will come a desire for you to want to serve, to want to serve God's kingdom because you're so grateful of what he did. And not only that, you want to serve God's kingdom, you want to serve God because you want to become more like him, correct? There's a scripture that my husband said, and I love it, and it's, a part of why service is a currency in the kingdom of God. He's uh, Luke 6.38. He said that, uh, you guys could put Luke 6.38. Given it will be given to you, a good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured onto you. Measure in that scripture means lots of things. It doesn't just mean money. It means service. The measure that you serve, the measure that it will be given onto you. Say with me, service is a currency. Service is a currency that you need to be something great in the kingdom of God. A lot of us, our bank accounts are on zero when it comes to service. A lot of us, we don't have any currency in service. We say, oh, I love you, Jesus, and God wants to give you more, but there's no currency in your bank account. The Bible says, this is one of my favorite scriptures, Hebrews 6.10. God is not unjust. 
He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. It says God is not unjust. God does not forget your service. God, trust me, he is the best person to reward your service. A lot of us, and, and this is something that I felt while I was praying for all of you guys as I was learning and and writing down my notes, a lot of you guys are serving. A lot of you guys are in ministry. And a lot of you are saying, oh, but I serve and I serve and I serve. And, you know, my leader doesn't acknowledge me or, you know, they never tell me a good job or et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just tired of service. Guys, God is the best rewarder. God rewards. And when God rewards, it's an eternal reward. It can't be taken from you. God's rewards are the best rewards. So God doesn't forget your service. The Bible speaks on Paul. You guys have read the story. Paul, he, it says that he served with tears, humility, and sacrifice. Say with me, tears, humility, and sacrifice. Nobody said service was going to be easy. Nobody said that service wasn't going to cause some tears to come down your eyes. Nobody said that service was not going to pull something out of you that could hurt. Service is not something so pretty and so nice. No, in service, there's a, there's a molding of your character that happens. There's, uh, when your edges are being aligned, those rough edges that you have that you don't want no one to deal with, service confronts areas in your character that your parents can't co- confront, that your mentor maybe can't confront. Service will do what God originally sees in you. He sees this perfect. He sees me and he's like, wow, this is the Mari. She's awesome. She's great. And he sees me perfected. And the more I serve, the more I come into this ironing and this shaping of what he sees. Not what I see. Not what I think. And not what the enemy has painted to me. But what God sees. So it says that Paul served with humility, with tears, and with sacrifice. Paul's service caused him, caused him to be known amongst the demons. Your service will cause not just your family to know you, not just your neighborhood to know you, not just your city, not just, you know, your state, not just your country. Service will cause all of hell to know who you are. In Acts 19.15, if we could go there. It says, basically, to give you guys a story, they're casting out demons. And one day, they're there rebuking a spirit. And the evil spirit answers them and says, Jesus I know and Paul I know about, but who are you? So there it tells you that Paul was known through his service by all of hell. Today I want to challenge you. Do you just want your family to know who you are? Do you just want your neighborhood? Do you want your city, your state? Or do you want to take it up a notch? Today's message is leading like a what? You know how you get to lead like a legend? When all of hell knows who you are. 
when you're served so faithful in the kingdom of God that when you go cast out a demon, the demon has to say, no, I know who this person is. Your service will cause all of hell to know who you are. Why was it that Paul, why was it that Paul's service caused him to know? Because in his service, the Bible says that he served faithfully following Jesus Christ. Say with me, you become who you follow. Service will lead you to follow someone. And when you follow someone, who you follow, you will become. Do you want to be a giant killer? Follow a giant killer. Do you want to be someone that all hell knows who they are? Follow someone that all hell knows who they are. Serve that person. Paul became such a follower of Christ, such a servant of Christ, that he became like Christ. Tonight I challenge all of you to become more like Christ. The Bible says that the blind cannot lead the blind lest they fall into a pit. Who are you following? Are you following someone that's blind? Or are you following a legend? Are you following someone that's blind? Or are you following someone that's following Jesus Christ? Will you fall into a pit or will you become a legend? So who you follow? If the person that you're following is not following Jesus Christ, trust me, you will fall into that pit. If who you admire, if who you aspire to be, oh no, but I aspire to be a celebrity because, you know, they're awesome and, you know, they're great and they have money and all this stuff. If who you are aspiring to follow does not follow Jesus Christ, trust me, you will fall into a pit. Because the Bible is very clear to say that the blind cannot lead the blind. But if you're following someone who's hungry for Jesus, who's serving Jesus, who wants to do the will of God, trust me, that greatness is guaranteed in the kingdom of God for you. And that greatness will manifest here on earth. So who are you following? Ask your neighbor, who do you follow? Is it a celebrity? No, I follow a celebrity. I don't follow my mentor. Okay. There will be a fall. So who are you following? The Bible says, whoever serves me, in John 12, 26, must follow me. And then it says, my father in heaven will honor the one who serves me. So Jesus says, whoever serves me must follow me. And whoever follows me and chooses to serve me, not even me, who I am raw as it is, Jesus, I'm everything, but the Father in heaven, the Father who owns all things, the Father who is everything, the Father that has no ending, the Father who has never made a mistake will honor you. So who are we deciding to follow? And who will you decide to follow today? So when we speak about leading like a legend, you have to know that to lead like a legend, you must follow like a disciple. Jesus said, I don't do what I want. I do what I hear my father say. I do what what my father is telling me to do. Jesus himself, the son of the living God, was a follower. The biggest lie 
that rebellion will tell you is don't follow anybody. You do you. You'll be great. Don't follow them. They just don't want you to be creative. They just don't want you to be you. They, they're just saying that because they want to control you. And what you don't know, that that's the devil just whispering and whispering and whispering. Same way that he whispered to Eve's ear. You don't, you don't, ha- you don't have to obey him. You can eat that. You're not going to be cursed. You're not going to be damned. Tr- trust me. And the devil is eating at your ear. And telling you how great you are to be independent. You're so great. You don't need nobody. You don't need your mentor. You don't need to submit. You don't need to listen to what they're telling you. Apostle? He's crazy. You don't need to listen. Pastor Josue? Worse. No. <laughs> and the devil just eats at your ear. And you, you're saying, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And he's promising you the world. He's telling you, if you, if you do you... Trust me, all the kingdoms will be given unto you. The same way that he tempted Jesus. He said, worship me, follow me, and I'll give you all these kingdoms. And Jesus said, Satan, you shall worship no one but God Almighty. You shall serve no one but God Almighty. Why? Because Satan has nothing, nothing to promise. He has an eternity of being doomed. So the more that you hear, yeah, be independent. Yeah, no, I'm independent. I, I, I'm me. You do you, I do me. Okay. Trust me, you could do you. But if you're not doing you, following someone who's following Jesus, the more you become like the corrupted you that the devil wants you to become, the independent you, the one that listens to no one, the one that has no law, the one that doesn't care what people are doing. They just, you know, because I'm me and I want to be me. The more you're just going down and down and down into a pit. And there's a deception painted. And you're believing this deception. And that deception is telling you, no, you're going to be great. And it could be, like I said, there's lots of stars that reach fame. They reach money and billions and trillions, cars and whatever it is that their earthly hearts desire. And then one day you hear they committed suicide. One day you hear they lost everything like this. Or you hear them say, I have money, I have fame, but I'm unhappy. Why? Because they chose to place their eyes on someone or something that was not eternal. So today, if there's anything that I want you guys to get from the message is how do you lead like a legend? You follow like a disciple. The Bible says in, in Luke 6, 39, 40, let's go there again. It said, he also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into the pit? Continue to 40. The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Fully what? You know what trains you? Service. You want to know what trains you? Being a disciple. Do you want to be as great as your mentor? 
as your pastor, as the apostle, and as Jesus himself, learn to serve and follow. That's how you lead like a legend. There's no other option. There's no, there's no other quick fix. If you, if you came here expecting me for you to tell you, well, you do these 10 steps and that's how you're going to lead like a legend. It doesn't exist. The kingdom of God is very clear on its principles. And it will not go away from its principles for anybody. And the principle of the kingdom of God was very clear. Jesus knew this principle. He himself knew if he wanted to be the Christ, the Savior, the greatest thing that had ever come to humanity and stepped into humanity, he had to serve. So he came not as God, not as a master. He came as a servant. Jesus himself said, I humble myself because I know the principles of my father. Because I know what it takes to be great in this kingdom. Because I know what it's going to take for me to be the Messiah. I know what it's going to take for my blood to cost money. I know what it's going to take for my blood to be the only thing that can wash the sins of man. And it's service. My ser- the, guys, listen to me. The service of Jesus Christ was so perfected that each drop of blood was your salvation and mine. Jesus himself knew that if he wanted to be great in the kingdom, he needed to serve. Serve you and serve me. And how funny it is that to this moment, Jesus is still serving us. Jesus didn't think, oh, well, you know, I died on the cross for them, so that's enough. He says, oh, I want my service to exceed. I want my service to become a legacy. I want my service to make me a legend. So I'm going to keep on serving them. The Bible says that he intercedes 24-7 for you and for me. He's still serving us every single day. Say with me, service. So to be fully trained, you must be fully discipled and be able to serve. If you want to become like your teacher. I served my mentors. I became a mentor one day. I served my elder. I became an elder one day. I served my youth pastors. I became a youth pastor one day. I'm serving the man and the woman of God. And I know that one day I will become and do great things like the man and woman of God. And I don't serve to become these things. I serve because I'm grateful. I serve because he's the only one that died for me. Not you, not my husband, not anybody. I serve him because my heart is full of eternal gratitude. Eternal gratitude. Meaning that even when I get to heaven, that's why the Bible says that when we get to heaven... We're still going to be serving. We're still going to be worshiping. Why? Because there's no amount of time. There's no time period that could express our gratitude to Jesus. That could express our gratitude to the Father. So it's a constant serve. Guys, if you don't like serving now, what are you going to do in heaven? We're constantly serving Jesus. Constantly serving the Father. 
greatness, eternal greatness, true eternal greatness, not a false greatness, not a greatness that will fall, not a greatness that is temporary, but true eternal greatness can only be activated through service. Pastor Frank said this one day. He said, someone will always influence you and someone will always lead you whether you want to or not. Meaning, whether you like it, whether you see it, whether you don't, someone is leading you right now. Someone is influencing you right now. Whether it's a Kardashian, whether it's a football player, whether whoever it is, someone is influencing the way you talk, the way you dress, the way you act, the way you behave yourself, the way you do things in life. Someone is being an influence in your life. And what people don't understand and what you don't understand is that you get to decide who influences you. And what the majority of us haven't understood is that you get to decide. You get to decide who influences you. You get to decide who you want to follow. You get to decide who's going to lead you. And I pray that today you choose wisely. Because it's the determination of whether you become great in God or great in the kingdom or whether you don't do nothing in God. And how sad would it be? How sad would it be if one day you're, you're face to face with Jesus, face to face with the one that died for you, face to face with the one that paid blood and sweat and tears for you. And he tells you, and what did you do for my kingdom? How sad would it be if you can't say anything? If Jesus tells you, but, but Damari, I gave you, I don't know, 70-something years, 80-something years, 90-something years to live on earth, and you didn't serve me? You were too busy having the devil lead you, having your friends lead you, having a gang lead you, having the cool girls or the cool kids lead you who were leading you to a pit and you, you didn't serve me. Guys, you will, we will be demanded for our service. We will be demanded for our time here on earth. We will be demanded for every drop of blood that Jesus shed. So today, who do you choose? Who will you choose? Will you choose God? Will you choose his kingdom? Will you choose to follow Jesus and to truly follow Jesus? If you say, no, I'm a follower of Jesus, that means that you are a servant of Jesus Christ. You can't follow without serving. You can't say, no, I'm a follower. I believe in Jesus. You can't be a believer, a follower of Jesus, and you don't serve. It's not the nature of God. The nature of God says, if you choose to follow me, you choose to serve me. But pastor, I follow, like I said, the Kardashians, or I follow this president, or I follow, I don't know, this billionaire, and this person in social media that I really look up to. I follow them. And they're this and they're that. And it could be a good person. It doesn't have to be a bad person. It could be a good person that you're, you're following. And that's great. 
you know, my husband said something, I think it was last Friday or the Friday before, how, you know, there's people that did great things in history. Martha Luther King, presidents, Washington, a bunch of people that did great things. And that's great. And they stayed in history books. But the only person that has never stayed in a history book and is still living to this day is Jesus Christ. He defeated history. He went past history. He moved on to the current, to the now, to the future. The Bible says there's no ending to God. There's no ending. So who do you choose to follow? Do you want to be a legend? What is a legend? Someone that leaves a legacy. That your legacy continues. You're dead, but your legacy continues. And it goes past your children, and it still continues. And they're still talking about, wow, Pastor Josue, and Pastor Josue's generation. And we're like 27 generations past, and they're still mentioning the name. Why? Because he decided to follow the only person that has not died in history. The only person that, to this day, is controversial. To this day, people are talking about him. To this day, he's being written about. To this day, they're doing movies about him. To this day, he is being talked about. And that's Jesus Christ. So tonight, I want to challenge you. Who are you going to follow? Who are you going to decide to serve? Are you going to serve the prince of the heirs? That Yeah, fine. They could promise you riches. But his eternity is damned. Or are you going to follow the one That the Bible says, and that your spirit and my spirit can bear witness to, that is eternal. The one that delivered you. Because maybe you're like, oh, no, Pastor, I don't know. No, your spirit can bear witness to what I'm saying. Are you going to follow Jesus Christ? I want you guys to close your eyes. So I said everything I said tonight. And again, if there's anything that I want to impregnate in your spirit and that you will keep in your spirit and that you will just grab, grab a hold to is that there is an eternal life that we're guaranteed. Meaning your temporary life here is temporary. There is an eternity that you have to invest into. There is an eternal life that you're investing into. And that investment, that kingdom and the kingdom of God, it comes through a price. And that price is service. And tonight, a lot of you guys have not been serving. In fact, as I was praying, I felt that there's a lot of you that were serving in a ministry before. For whatever reason, you got hurt. For whatever reason, you left. You stopped serving. You got offended. Your leader didn't call you, etc., etc. And tonight, God is pulling at your heart. There is greatness inside all of us. There's greatness inside of you the same way that there is greatness inside of me. But that greatness will never be activated unless you decide to yield to the kingdom of God and serve him. So tonight, if that's you, and I just want you to close your eyes, just lift up your hand. If you're that person that says, you know what, I was serving, I got offended, I left, or... If you're someone that's not serving at all, if you're not serving currently, when I say serving, I don't say, well, I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm serving him. No, that you're actively serving in the kingdom of God, in this church, if you are a member of this church, serving in a ministry, whether it's being an usher, whether it's whatever it is, if you're not currently serving, and tonight there's a pulling in your heart, 
And it's appalling because you were created to serve. We were all created to serve. I want you to lift up your hands as well. No one's watching. You guys can keep your eyes closed. Lift up your hands really high, please, so I could see you. I'm just going to pray. And after I pray, we're going to do something amazing. (laughs) We're going to make it easy for you. We're going to have a couple of our ministries do some pitches of what the ministry is and why you should serve in that ministry. And we're going to do like a breakout session. But before we do that, I want you to lift up your hand. If any of those, if that was you that I called, either that you're not serving or that you got offended and you left serving, or there's a third call. If you are currently serving, but you say, you know what? I want another passion. I want to go to another level of passion in my service. My service has been good, but I want to, I want to increase my currency in the kingdom of God. I want you to lift up your hands. Lift it up high. As we worship, can we worship? Lift it up high, lift it up high. Don't be ashamed. In the kingdom of God, there is no being ashamed. Lift up your hand if you got offended and you left or you're not serving and tonight you want to make that choice and that decision to serve. Or if you are serving and you want a new passion, a new level of passion. Lift up your hands really high. And as we worship... I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to just tug at your heart and speak to your heart. A lot of us and everybody in here, not a lot of us, everyone in here was created to be a legend, was created to leave a legacy, whether it's to your nation or to your school or to your career or in whatever ethnos God has planted you in. All of us were created to leave a legacy and all of us were created to be a legend. And today I pray that the Holy Spirit will bring conviction and will bring a just a sense of awareness of where you should be serving. A lot of you guys are serving in the wrong ministry. A lot of you are supposed to be serving in something that God spoke to you the moment that you walked into the doors. And today I pray that the Holy Spirit will remind you of what he spoke to you. A lot of you, the moment that you got into this church, the Lord spoke to you and said, I want you to serve here. I want you to serve there. But you went into what you thought you should have gone and you didn't listen to the voice of God. And tonight I declare that there's a reminding in your spirit. There's a bearing witness to where you should be and what you should be doing in this season of your life. Father, I pray right now, my God, before we break out into this session, my God, that they would understand that their spirit would be awakened, Lord, to what they should be doing. Where should they be serving? A lot of you guys have been waiting for God to speak to you. If you could move the pulpit up, please. A lot of you guys have been waiting for God to speak to you, have been waiting for a word. A lot of you have been discouraged. If that's you, I want you to come to the front. I want the, the deacons, and if there's deacons and elders, to come up to the front, please, and help me minister. There's people here tonight that have been discouraged and you have said, God, if you don't speak to me, if you don't give me a word, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm giving up. If that is you, I want you to come up to the front. The Lord is going to speak to you individually today. And there's a lot of you that discouragement has convinced you that you shouldn't be serving in the kingdom of God. It's convinced you to leave. It's already convinced you. If that's you, I want you to come to the front too. I want to be able to minister to you. 
elders, deacons, mentors, if there's mentors here, my personal disciples, if you could come, we're just going to give a word.
holy in this house, I want you to lift up your hands. There's an increase of currency. There's an increase of passion. There's an increase that's about to come into your lives now. Father, right now, there where they are, I declare, my God, increase. There's an increase that comes, my God, over them. There's an increase of currency. There's an increase of favor. There's an increase of grace. A greater measure. A greater measure. Father, a greater measure. Greater measure for the worship team. Lift up your hands, worship team. A greater measure. A greater measure in an ear to hear his voice. A greater measure to hear songs and melodies. A greater measure that their voice, my God, will be perfected to be heard. Like if Jesus himself is singing a greater measure, my God, greater passion. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare greater measure. And I declare right now, lift up your hands. I declare that the deception of the devil tonight leaves right now. I take the blindfold from your eyes off. I remove and I expose Satan tonight, this Friday night. I expose the plans of Satan. They will be exposed to your eyes. You will see the deception. You will see the falseness. My God, right now I declare their eyes will see. Their eyes will see. Satan can no longer eat at their ear. Satan can no longer fool them. The deception of Satan now, my God, leaves. And I declare the word of God over their lives. They shall follow you. They shall serve you. They will serve you faithfully. My God, the same way that I have been here for 18 years faithfully. I declare faithfulness and loyalty in your children, my God, arises. Love and passion for you, my God, to serve. To serve all the days of their lives. To serve with their family. To serve when they get married. To serve with their children. To leave a legacy, my God. Everything that we've been learning in this month of April. There's a culmination, my God, of service, my God, that will impact this nation. I declare, run the youth, lift up your hands, that the books will write about a redneck youth in Miami that did great and powerful things. I declare from today, my God, that this redneck youth will be a legacy to nations, will be a legacy to the world. I declare that demons and devils will know who redneck youth are. Demons and devils will know who you are. They will know who you are. They will flee because they will know. I declare service right now. There's a mantle of service that comes over you. But it's a mantle to serve and to persevere. To serve and to break strongholds off your life. Father, in Jesus' name, I establish it and I declare it. 
Amen and amen.